Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is an Emmy-nominated anchor and reporter for WLWT. She comes to the tri-state area from Georgia, but is a Midwest girly at heart with roots from Indiana. She is a graduate of Indiana University and a member of the National Association of Black Journalists. A self-proclaimed history buff, she enjoys telling people's stories and learning different perspectives. Please welcome Ashley Kirkland. Hi. Hello. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited that you asked me. I feel like, so we first met at that like influencer dinner. Oh my gosh. At the Phoenix. Yes. Which I don't know about you, but I'm not going to too many of, of influencer dinners. No, I'm not an influencer. I'm, I'm a wannabe. Yeah, I know, it's true. Me too. I'm not an influencer either. I'm not a wannabe though. I that is like a very hard job, and I don't want to take it on. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's like it's me. It's constant. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what if you just like don't feel like posting about what you're eating today? I, I what agree. you lose your job. I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we were there, and it was a, such a lovely event, and. We were kind of sitting next to each other, and I just immediately was like, you're so fun. You're so easy to talk to. And we did the little tour after, and everyone was just, like, taking photos. Right, right. It was just, like, a really fun group of girlies. It was, and I remember I kept staring at you because not only are you strikingly gorgeous, (laughs) first of all, but you look like a woman that I had just watched binge watched this show. I think it's on Netflix. But I forget what it was. So it's young. Famous and African or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. And you look like this woman who is, I think she's South African Uh and she's on there. And I promise you, I don't tell people they look like people if they don't look like them. Okay. Well, well, (laughs) and I was like, wait a minute. I know she's not in Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) No. (laughs) I forgot about that. But yes, yes, that's, that was it. But it was just like such a good fun time. It was, but sorry if I was daring. No, 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 no. That's fine. I would, I'll take all the attention I can get. Honestly, (laughs) I'm never going to deny it. Um, but so from that point on, I was like, okay, she's like on my radar. And then we'd like run into each other, at like little like events or whatever mm-hmm. going out. So I'm really excited to like get like some good one-on-one time. Me too. And we like, follow each other on social. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so it's nice to like always like see from a distance. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's time to like, I want to like know what's going on with this, with this girly. Ooh. So I've seen that you've lived like everywhere. Um, I've lived in quite a few places. In- Midwest, mm-hmm. South. South Korea. Yeah, yeah. How did you end up in Cincinnati? Like, what's the story? So you went to, you grew up in Indiana, Mm -hmm. went to IU. Yeah. How was that experience? 
amazing. You it loved was, IU. I did. I loved IU. I don't think I appreciated how beautiful the campus is yeah. when I was there, but it was a great experience that shaped me. Yeah. Um, like most people, I got out of college in 2009 during okay. the financial I was in, crisis. I was in 2010, so yep. we're right there. Yeah. Uh, Very difficult to get a job. Yep. Didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Neither um, did I. Do you feel like they were preparing us for like getting a job? Like, I think they were, like, for me, at least, it was, like, yes, I'm going to graduate. And I was going to go on, like, a grad school track Mm. for public relations Mm. simply because I didn't know, like, what I would do as a job. Yeah. Did you go to grad school? No. Are you glad you didn't? I'm so glad I didn't. Me too. So I was <laughs> Me in, too. I was no knock enrolled. to anyone that went no, to grad no, school. No, no, no. Absolutely not. But, f- but and, and for in some cases, it makes sense. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, you yes. have to go to law yeah. school. Yeah. A doctor, obviously, like there, there are professions where continuing education mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. but for public relations, yeah, I doing knew- it just to continue the pause because yep. you're not sure and is a mistake, and that's what it was. And I went to Colorado for the first time after I graduated. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I'd like seen the Rocky Mountains. It was the farthest I'd been away from home at 22. And I had that realization where I was like, this is what you're doing it for because you are too afraid to do the next step. That's it. And once I knew it, I couldn't unknow it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I had, I unenrolled, like withdrew my. You you enrolled. Yes. I was like just about to sign a lease in DC. I'm so happy for you. It was like a very crazy epiphany for a 22 year old moment. Like I'm really proud of that, like very young self for just being like, you can't do this. I felt the same way about myself. You know, when you think about the trajectory that your life can take after college, you yeah. know, I, I always say that you make it back to where I'm, I'm a person of faith where mm-hmm. God is supposed to have you. Yeah. So, you know, you can make it back, but you want to, I always wanted to be very careful with the next step that I made. Yeah. So for me, I graduated from IU. I went, I worked at the Capitol Grill. I was a hostess there oh, yeah. for like eight months. And then I remember my friend was already in Korea and we had watched, a, they would show free movies at IU uh-huh. and they showed Michael Moore's movie about free healthcare or something. Okay. I, I can't remember the name. Yeah. But that movie it's was kind all of the stri- rave that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were all like, what? What are we doing? Like, we need to move overseas. We didn't know exactly where, but we needed that experience. And so um, I had actually started applying to China because I started getting emails from China. Uh China was very hot at the time. At that time, people were going to business school in China. My friends were studying Mandarin. It was like, if you were going into business or like looking for a job, like China was the place. And so I got an email actually from... uh, organization in Korea to teach English. Oh. That was what it was. And were you going to school for teaching? That, no, no. I, I so didn't. I started my freshman year as a teacher okay. in the school of education. And okay. then I, I really, I think that was me being afraid of what I really wanted to do. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And so then I went into communications. Uh-huh. Communications yep. opens up, I feel like the door for a lot of opportunities. Totally. Yeah. Yep. But with this program and most of the teaching English overseas programs, you don't have to have a specific teaching degree. Yes. Got they it. take all degrees. Yeah. So I got the email and did the interview. And literally, I would say about a month later, <laughs> I was moving to Korea. Holy <laughs> shit. So you graduated yeah. and and then it was like, okay, I'm going to Korea. No, I graduated and then I, um, for eight months, worked as a hostess oh, yes. okay, and lived okay. with my parents yes. and sobbed Perfect. about what was my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, believe me, I was in my 
grandma's basement. <laughs> like it can get no more cliche. Humbling. Yeah, yes, I called hum- it my quarter life crisis. Oh yeah, for I was sure. not quite twenty five yet, but I no, was but all it right. it did feel like what am I gonna do? What is my life? Yeah. I just left this four year like magical bubble surrounded by friends. I went to Miami, so oh, like okay. beautiful campus. Like it was this picturesque little like Oxford bubble, mm-hmm. and then you're like ripped from the womb. And you're like, figure out what you want to do. I'm yeah. like, and I am a first, uh, I'm a first time in my family to graduate from college, my same. immediate family. Me too. So I thought this was instant success. That's what it meant. I didn't know there were other steps right, to it. Right. I did what I was supposed to do. Like you told me to go to college. Uh-huh. I did it. Now what? Who's going to tell me what to do now? Exactly. No one in my family has like a corporate job like what I knew is that there was no going back because I wanted a different life yes not that my parents provided a great life and everything but I wanted something different yeah yeah so I relate so how was Korea how long were you there for I was there for a a 13 months Um, that's a long time it was it was uh, but I had an amazing community there um did you like live with the other teachers or no 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 so for me some of my friends taught, there's different schools. Okay? okay. So there is, you can be an English teacher and that's almost 15 years now. So I don't know if it's changed, but you, at the time you could be an English teacher at a regular primary school, like you have here an elementary school, which is what I did. And I was the only teacher there. Okay. Um, it was me and then other, all, all the other Korean hometown teachers. Wow. And I was the one English teacher in all of the kids would circle to my class. Wow. Or you could be like most of my friends were, were these were high stress jobs where they were teachers for the kids whose parents were paying the extra money uh-huh. because in Asia, you know, they take education very seriously. Yes. And yeah. so not only would these kids go to school uh, during the day, they would go after school to learn English or something else. And then they would go on Saturdays. Yeah. Like all they do is go to school. But right. I had, so I had a South Korean, um, exchange student when I was in high school. So a friend of mine had a German exchange student, Mm. Steph, and she was so cool and we (laughs) loved her and we loved to hang out with her. And she was like tall and blonde and beautiful and had like a little gemstone on her tooth. And we thought that was like, (laughs) even back then, even back then. Okay. Now that's all the rave. I know this was back in 2004. This German girl was just like killing it and we loved her. And so I was like, well, I want an exchange student. Right. And turns out you don't get to pick. Like you just go into the program and you're like, (laughs) I want an exchange student. And they give you like whatever is available. So I was thinking I'm going to, and her like English was impeccable. Mm -hmm. And like, she was cool. You know, she was like, great. And so then we got paired with a South Korean student named Diana. And I thought like, okay, like I'm going to have this like new friend. We're going to do everything together. No, she only studied. She only studied. It's very serious. She stayed in her room and she would like eat all the American food and she gained 15 pounds oh. in like <laughs> in like a month. Our food is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. All I did was eat rice over there and I, I lost weight. Yeah. Right. It makes no sense. It's not logical. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was very, very serious about her yeah. studies and she did not want to have fun with yeah. me and like go out. No, she no. wasn't about that life. No, she was not about that And you know, my life. friend, one of my friends who's Asian explained it to me this way. People always say that Asians are smart when in America, you know, they always look to them to be the smart ones. He's like, but you have to realize 
what what we send over here is our family members are the cream of the crop. Yeah, those are the ones who we expect to come here, learn build a life, more, yeah, learn, and you know, so so that's why it's not that right. all Asians are super smart right. in this; is that they work hard, and then what they what what's here in America that we see are the ones that work the hardest. Yeah, and they are, I think, as a culture, just so hardworking. Yeah. And, like, so persistent. But it was fun. They also, they love American culture. They love pop. They love hip-hop. They love everything. So all of the, it was so fun. It's a, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And then traveling within Asia, it's like traveling within the continental U.S. So I got to go everywhere else. Oh, where did you get to go? I got to go to Thailand, to, um... Uh, Tokyo to Taiwan. Um, I think that's it. See, that and to then, me seems just like a whole other world. Yeah. Like, like it's so far away. That's what I felt so at different. the time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to see the other part of the world. Yeah. And that's what I was able to do. And not only was I able to do that, but I got paid for it. You know, so I didn't yeah. go to grad school and waste money because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I got paid tax-free money. No, <laughs> they paid my right. rent. You like, did it right. It was amazing. Yeah. I didn't save any money, but. <laughs> so you come back here and then what then happens? Then I, um, I continued the teaching track for two more years. I did Teach for America. Oh, yeah. That's when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina okay. with that, working with inner city students. And what I realized there was I was I was coaching and telling my students to follow their dreams and live the best life they could. And mm-hmm. I realized I wasn't doing that because, mm. again, I was still letting fear hold me back. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to use my voice and be present. And also I was in a school building where very little windows and I hated being inside the building all day long. Yeah. And, you know, in journalism, they say it's a front row to history or you're writing the first draft to history. And so I'm like, this is it. I, I, I need to get out there. I don't know exactly what, but. But this is when I figured out what. So then my teaching job ended. I actually auditioned for a show in Indianapolis called The Face of Indie. What? And so, but, but like when, so when, when you were studying in school, like communications, was it like broadcast journalism communication so or was it was just like, like broad? It was, uh, no, not broadcast journalism, which now at Indiana, the journalism and the communication schools are combined. At uh-huh. the time, they were separate. Yeah. This was more of TV. Um, so I was... It was more like I thought I was going to work for MTV at the time. We oh. were doing storyboarding. Okay. We would have to make up commercials, Oh, my God, like this that. sounds so fun. It was, but I was not very studious. How did you find... <laughs> right, I know. And actually, my best friend, who is Korean-American, we were in the same classes, and she would tell you I would, like, not copy her notes, but she did the brunt of the work when we studied together. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I do think now about, so with my communications degree, it was focused in public relations, but we also had to take journalism classes, media classes. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to have yeah. kind of a, the well-rounded piece. And I think about like all my journalism classes, we would like come into Cincinnati. We would like tour studios. And I was oh. just like, kind of like, flipping about it I'm like why are like if I was now I would be so interested I'd be like oh my god how does that work what are they doing like my like 20 year old self was just like same I don't know what was happening in the brain that's it and that's why I tell (laughs) young people now you may not know and that's okay I, I I just told a friend I feel like um, in my life, I've had a sense of ignorance that actually has benefited me because mm. I didn't. Some people they have their whole lives planned out. Yeah. They know A, B, C, D, and E. Yeah. 
and it can't go off course. And so they're kind of like nervous about everything for me. Like mm-hmm. when I bought my first house, like I didn't really know the process. Yeah. No one ever told <laughs> right, me. Right, 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 right. And I, I just saying. thought I talked to a realtor friend literally. And then the next few months it was happening it just happened and yeah and I have people that are freaking out and I'm like honestly it shouldn't be that easy to buy that big of a purchase yeah. <laughs> it really is too easy to yeah. buy real estate yeah you know yeah and so that's bliss a little bit yeah, yeah that's honestly that's why I say God has been watching over me because that's how it, my whole life has been really that's good that's good and I <laughs> I feel that now as I like get closer to wanting to start a family Mm -hmm. and have children. And now I feel like I know too much. Like I've, I've heard too many pregnancy stories and it's to my own. Like I, all it does is really put fear in you. Right. I know. I know. So now I'm like, I know too much. Like I just talked to you about teeth moving during pregnancy. I can give you, I can give you like 10 different stories (laughs) about like insane things that could happen to you. So it's like, if people that, like maybe like younger women, right? Who like get pregnant, like not planned. And they're just like, oh, here we right, are. And they're like not right. ready for it. May have like a different experience than someone like me yeah. who's been like. And then once you've done something, it. you're like, whoa. And you re- and you start to learn exactly what it is. And you're like, oh, wow. And like, well, I did that? I did that. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's like better that way. So. But okay. So how did you find out about the show that you were going to So audition? I knew about the show because I'm from Indianapolis, originally yeah. from Gary, Indiana. And then I grew up in Indianapolis. And so I don't know if you know Zuri Hall. She's gotten really big right now. She used to be I on don't. E News, and okay. um, she just now she's with NBC. She does American Ninja Warrior. Oh, okay. Yeah, she she's like the host of all hosts. Yes. And so I saw her year because she really I think she was the second face of Indy, and she really just made it her own. She mm. was a correspondent all over Indy, whatever. And, and I so was, yeah, would they just be like going around? talking about what's Events happening. Events that are happening in the city. You know, More like culture, food. arts, culture kind of Correct. Vibe. Yeah. It was with like a local hard-hitting. news station, but she was the, so, so to speak, entertainment co- correspondent. Yes. And I'm like, I need that job. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And yeah. I got to the final four. Oh. And mind you, I had decided not to go back to my teaching contract. And I had nothing. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I went home to Indy for the summer just because it was a lot of fun stuff happening and yeah. I was going to do the audition. And are you like in your like mid-20s? I was 26 yes. or something at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got to the final four and then they I didn't get it. I cried. Mm, I went. Yeah. I remember my mom and I were in this studio and I went to the car and I cried because that was my only plan. Right. That was it. And what does that feel like? Like you were just like... Did you feel bad about yourself? Did you feel like it's not fair? Did you feel like, oh, I tried my best? All of the above. Yeah. I was everything. the best. I tell you, I was the best. I, I don't know it. Yeah. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> right? They got some wires crossed. They I don't did. Know. And I always try to look up the girl who won. And oh, yeah. it's like, I don't know what she's doing right now, but I don't think that she made the most of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. Yes. That's true. I still don't know what that reason was, yeah. but, um, you know, it, it, it does. And so then I went back to North Carolina cause all my things were there still. Mm-hmm. And I moved to my brother and my sister-in-law's house. They lived about, I was in Charlotte. They lived about two and a half hours away in Fayetteville cause oh, they're a military yeah. family. Okay. Yeah. And I just sulked. 
I was yeah. kind of like their au pair. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> taking yeah. care because like I'm the house assistant. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm the youngest of four, so I, mm. you know, when when I need to, I go into baby sister role. I yes. I have three brothers. Yep, yep. So it's like, yeah, I'm poor and I'm unemployed. So yeah, <laughs> I'm the oldest of four. So like, oh if my, my little sister would do this, I would be like, yeah, come on, see, come over yeah, here. I can know. find something for you to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, my family they they did they they believed in me from jump. Like yeah. my mom, you know, she's like, when I was teaching in Korea, she's like, Barack and Michelle Obama were in office at the time. She's like, you uh-huh. should write Michelle Obama and yes. tell her what you're doing. Of course. Cause like, she cares. Michelle <laughs> Obama doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. What are you talking about? It's like such a mom thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like write the president. <laughs> like, okay. All right, Jackie. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I stayed with them. And then what happened one day I was watching ESPN because I really decided I wanted to do sports broadcasting Okay, or I was really interested in, and I had started writing for a all female sports blog. Okay. So you're like doing stuff. You're like, I was, in tr- Oh, scene. I was hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. My, you know, you know, even though my brother is very nurturing, he's like, it's sink or swim time. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. go time, you know? Right. And I, I've ha- I always had that in me. Like I said, there was this hunger in me of there is nothing to go back to. I have mm-hmm. to create the life that right. I want. Right, right, right. Um, there's no there's no cushion to fall back there, on. Nothing. Like I'm that's how I felt. Like after my left my grandma's basement, I'm like, I'm not ever gonna come back here again. Nothing. There's so nothing. this is yeah, yeah. Gotta find something. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching ESPN and Sage Steel um was on the TV. I I don't think I've ever seen her before. And I was like, who is that? I was like, that's what I want to do. Literally, I was on the couch. It was a leather couch like this. Uh-huh. And this is for my grandma, too. Oh, yeah. oh I love that. <laughs> yeah. Grandma had taste. I know. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was my brother's man cave and uh-huh. his big screen TV. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And from there on, I looked her up. She, she went to IU. She was from South Bend, a black oh, woman. Yeah. I, you know, And so I just started going down that path. I... um made my own tapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh so my gosh. And like not, no tr- really formal training. No formal no. training. No, no. Wow. That's but impressive. the first job I got was a producing role. So from, okay, from Charlotte, I went home to Indiana because I just, oh, I started taking a broadcast class with a guy oh. who kind of was a jerk, honestly. What's <laughs> a broadcast class look like? Does it talk, they teach you like how to talk, how to enunciate? He was going to teach us, it was kind of a scam. Is this like an acting class scam? It was a scam. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We, you paid a little bit of money and yep. basically it was for people who wanted to get in the business but didn't know how to break in. Yeah. And so he was going to take us around to make our reels. Okay. Basically, which yes. I did at the time. I was struggling to get a reel together. I needed a formal reel. Uh-huh. Um, so that's when I decided to go back to Indiana, stay with my parents. And I think I was there for six months. And then I did that little course or whatever you had to be accepted. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I thought everything was, which it was, it was, I thought everything was an answer from God. Like, okay, I got accepted into this and here I go and I'm going, whatever. So I make the trek to Indianapolis, um, did that. And then I was just applying for random jobs, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so then I got a producer. I got a call to be a producer mm-hmm. in Marquette, Michigan. Okay. What does a producer do? So at the time, I had no idea. Again, that yeah. blind ignorance. 
Yes, truly. Like, Um, I'll take that job. I don't know what we're doing, but I'll take it. Exactly. (laughs) And now looking at what my my producers do at my station, totally different than what I started doing. Yeah. So basically they are the ones that write everything pretty much that I say on the news. Um, They're like the behind the scenes. They're the behind the scenes. They put the the shows together. They do all of that. And I, you know, I write my own stories Mm -hmm. now, but they write the teases that we say, the intros, different things like that. Do they have anything to do with like camera ink? Are they like, Mm -hmm. no, the cameramen are separate. They're getting the shot. Yep. They're getting the shot. Okay. But the job I was going for was all of that in one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that's where you start in this business. You start at the bottom, work your way up. So at the time, I was like, oh, Marquette. And I again, I was into sports, and I knew Dwayne Wade went to Marquette, uh-huh. the basketball school. Yeah. And I thought that's where it was. Right, because Marquette is not is <laughs> It's it not anywhere. Right? It is the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, where's the Marquette, that, the, the sports Marquette, though? Near Milwaukee or okay. something yes, like that, Milwaukee. I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. And okay. so I thought, this is going to be great. And I had no idea. Again, I tell the you. Upper Peninsula of I Michigan, promise I'm more. Which is beautiful. It, it's beautiful, but it's, it's cold. It's far away, too. It is cold. Yeah. Like, 10 months out of the year, it's cold. Yeah. I was there during Polar Vortex. Oh, yeah. There were icebergs on the lake, Lake Superior, in June. I kid you not. Wow. In July, also. Wow. It was bad. That's bad. Yeah, but it was beautiful. It is beautiful. Again, yeah. I, ne- I had never heard of that place, never been there. And so you just I, moved. I just moved. I packed up my Kia Sorento and yes. put a U-Haul truck on our hedge on the back. And yes. we had my mom's 60th birthday party. And then the next day I drove off and everybody was still like going to breakfast after the party. Yeah. And I, like, I was later. like, bye, I'm going to start my new life. <laughs> going to start my new life in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the North Pole. <laughs> Seriously, and I got there and I cried because right was what else? Could it you was do? cold. It was um at the time my mom's birthday is April twelfth. Oh yeah. Or no, sorry, she's gonna kill me. April sixth. <laughs> so it was April and it was still snow. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I was miserable because mm-hmm. I'm not a cold weather person. No, no, me either. So from there, long story short, <laughs> that's what people say when it's still a long story. Yeah, no. <laughs> I went. I stayed there two and a half years. Went to uh, Georgia after that for three years, and then I got the job here, and I came to Cincinnati. Yeah. So you keep with each job within broadcasting. You kind of like did, did something different. Is that is that true? So up there, I was a. Uh, I I started as a producer, and then I went for the morning um, reporter role so that I could be on air. Oh yes. Okay. Because yeah. that was the ultimate goal. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. now I always tell young people don't take a job that you don't really want to do because mm. again, a God thing, because I could have got stuck being a producer because people will try to pigeonhole you. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So don't ever take a role that you don't really want to do. Cause I see it all the time. Young kids come in and they, they're too shy to say they want to be an anchor yeah. because they think I'm going to look at them and say, well, you can't be me. Right. You can't take my job. And, no. They so they say, well, I think I want to write, or I think I want, and it's like, no. What do you really want to do? Yeah, Just say, say it. it. Say it out loud. Who Put do, it out into the universe. There, say it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna end up being in a job that you hate 
for years and you're going to be mad at everyone else because you didn't do what you wanted to do really. Right, right. So how did you make the switch? How did so you get there? Our, our morning reporter, when I was the producer, he went to Green Bay and then I was like, that job is mine. And mm. so I started, I would go into work because I worked the morning shift. So I had to go in at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, you news girlies just kill me <laughs> with your schedules. I just can't, I can't it's even It's not bad now, but... <laughs> I would go in in pajamas, lo- yeah. looking a hot mess. But then it's like you gotta be the, you yes. gotta look the part that you want to be. Yes. So then I started to clean up and come Get in. Get your looking. eyelashes on. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. um and I put together again a reel, mm-hmm. showing my boss that I could do it, and she she um she gave me the well I yeah I earned the job yeah. um and then from there I was the best one they ever had. Of course. Uh, I, <laughs> Yes. I'm not just saying that. No, I, don't I really that look you back are. now yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I made that role what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is coming from a person who I've had to work up to this confidence. I always yeah. thought I wasn't good enough or whatever, but then it's like, why do you why do you put yourself down that way? Like yeah. you really you really were good. Yeah. So. What how how did that shift happen for you? As far as Just the confidence. <sighs> My 30s. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say getting older. I Because that's probably the biggest help. Yeah. I think, too, it can really help um, if, like, if you get yourself around the right people or you're in the right relationship and they really, like, pour a lot into you and you yes. have that chance to be like, oh, my. Not, not that, like, you need it from other people, but just, like, the love and the support from others can really yeah. bolster you up. And then, on top of that, just getting older yeah. is I had a friend. The best. One time they um, here. Um, I was up to interview the vice president, and this was after the I had vi- like Kamala Harris, uh, like the vice president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I Holy remember shit. telling my friend because I, I had interviewed Joe Biden as a candidate at the t- uh, and then oh, wow. Mike Pence as the vice president. Wow. And I remember I was in, I was looking for a suit to wear, and I was calling, and I was calling. We do Marco Polo. I don't know if you... Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I was talking to my friends, and I was like, I don't know why they keep choosing me. There's so many, um, you know, viable candidates. Like, we have all these long-time reporters. Do you think they're just doing this for sympathy or whatever? And my friend's like, you need to get a grip, basically. They are never going to put someone in a job because they feel bad for you. Especially interviewing the (laughs) vice president of the United States. She's like, you know... This is not imposter syndrome. This is like you need to realize that all the work you put in in Michigan and mm-hmm. Georgia and all of that in the cold and doing now is where you're reaping the benefits. Yes. Like you have earned this. Yes. And that's why I like to say earned now instead yep. of they gave me. No, yeah. I earned that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it came from a good circle of girlfriends and wise yep. counsel and, and just be, being in your 30s. Yep. You really, when you get start to get older, you just do not care for, I don't know what it is. I think, I, I don't know, I can only speak for myself, but like, you're, I feel like I'm just so exhausted with the care. Like, my brain has done this <laughs> yeah. song and dance so many times that I'm just like, ugh. Are we really gonna like fucking talk shit about our bodies right now? Because like I'm tired <laughs> I'm, of it. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I want to get dressed. I want to go. That's like, it. can you shut up? That's it. I'm ready. Yeah. So there's that. So yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So then today, mm-hmm. what your role today at WLWT? What do you do? So I am an anchor reporter. Um, so primarily I anchor the four o'clock, which is uh, myself, Sheree Palello, uh-huh. Allison Rogers. Yes. And it's an hour long show. Oh my God. You guys um, have just so much fun. It is fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you know 
what it is. We're actually friends yes. outside of work. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say we hang out a ton because we have our separate lives and we sure. always talk about that, but we are we're we genuinely like and respect each other. Yeah. And that's um, important. That comes through it, on yeah. the screen. Good. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And then I do the 5.30, um, which is a typical news 30-minute uh, block, and then um, the 7 o'clock show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, but, in, you know, in between that, during the day, I put reports together. Um, I field anchor. I always say whatever they need me to do. If you wanted me to go to the southern border of Mexico, and <laughs> but as long as I'm home by... Yeah, seven thirty, right, right. whatever. Yes, <laughs> so. I know. I like, again with the, the news girls like always have their bedtime. Like they like need to keep. <laughs> I need like, to get a better with speci- that. Actually, specific though. schedules. The like radio girlies and the TV girlies. Yeah, that like, is so true. That they've so got to be up in the middle of the night to like get That's ready true. to go. Yeah. So I saw that you did coverage for like George Floyd mm-hmm. protests, yeah. like back in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and then like some shootings mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and like I'm just so interested like what is your headspace like when you're reporting on like such emotional intense mm-hmm. stories so 2020 do you remember that year oh fuck <laughs> yes I remember that year like I remember the day that the protest started happening I was down during the day and you could feel Feel the air was charged. Mm-hmm. There was like something going on. It was like such a bizarre feeling. There was like a lot of people around milling about. It just felt like really off. And I was going home probably like as the sun was setting. Mm-hmm. And then that night from here where we are, I could hear windows crashing in OTR, yeah. fireworks, police sirens, like it sounded like honestly kind of like a war zone. Mm-hmm. And the next morning I went out for my normal morning walk mm-hmm. and it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost every window mm-hmm. on main street and yeah. vine street was yeah. broken. There was, you know, bo- like it, it just had looked like there was a catastrophic event. Yeah. And then that continued for uh, a, the a, weekend, the week. Cause that was a they Thursday. Had the curfew. They had the curfew. Yeah. We would sit on my friends like fire escape and while while the like protests were happening, and of course, like there were the peaceful protests that were happening, and then the few other people yeah, that yeah. were causing some commotion, and we we would just sit and like watch the police come in and like block off streets, shut everything down. It was super intense. Yeah. I was down there protesting. We had like men in full. Like, I don't even know what you riot gear, mm. like pointing guns at us, standing oh, there like wow. with our hands wow. up. It wow. was super intense. Wow. Really wow. crazy. I, I meant to say that was a Friday. And then the weekend, I remember the weekend um, there were protests and everything. Yeah. And I just asked if you remember, because, you know, we're already in 2023. I and know. So much has happened. But. And I, you know, I, ha- I always say COVID brain, like, yeah. I just don't remember a lot of details about the past three years, yeah. but that year I do remember. Oh yeah, I remember. And so to answer your question, that was hard. Yeah. It was hard um, because I do remember I would go to the bathroom in between my shows and just cry. Yeah. Because so I, d- so that I didn't cry on air. Right, right, right. You have to like um, get it all out. Yeah. Ugh. And you know, like I said, I have three brothers. I have nephews. Yeah. And, George Floyd was all, you know, I saw them in him, all of them. I just like got chills. Yeah. Um, and just how quickly a situation like that can turn. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so it was tough. Yeah. It was tough to report the news and not be a part of the news. Yeah. Um, it was tough to not say, and I, <laughs> I actually did say a lot. I got, I actually not got in trouble, but um, I got sat down and talked to about a post that I made, um, oh. which I look back now and as a journalist, um, I could have kept it. <laughs> I could have kept it. You could have not hit but send. But I still, the words that I said, I still feel every single one of them, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, and so it, yeah, it was just a tough time. But oh, on a regular basis, you know, we just had a nine-year-old that was shot and killed in Silverton. And we've been doing that story. Um, God, and then the shootings are just like. Yeah. <sighs> And it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. And you try to convey that. The three that. little boys in Claremont County. The three little boys that in Claremont County. That was just gut-wrenching. Like, literally gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And then you it, have to get on TV and, like, talk about it. Right. And I try, and I think my co-anchors and I do try, we all do try to do this, is present it in a way to make it known that this is not normal and it should never be normal. It's right. not normal to us. No. This is not run-of-the-mill news that yeah. we just want to come and read to you in a monotone voice and yeah. not make it seem like it impacts. It doesn't impact us at all. Right, like, right. I want you to know, without the commentary, because that's not what I'm here to do, Yeah. but with the inflection of my words or whatever, know that this is as not a human. okay. Yeah. As a human. Yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. okay. It's not okay. No. So, yeah, I, I always say... Um, there's a story like usually every few months that just sends me to go home and eat a bowl of ice cream and yeah. just not. I was going to say, how do you like, what's the decompress routine? You know, like, at, like I'm sure after a day like that where you're like, yeah. what do you have to do to like get your baseline back? Just first of all, I don't want to talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> like I can. My family, they start calling at like eight in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to talk. That's on a regular day. Yeah. <laughs> But also just mindless something. Yeah. You know? Like a Bravo show or like a reality show. And for me, I always go back to like a nostalgic oh, okay. kid show, like a movie. Okay. Like I think What's I watched your... Sleepless in Seattle oh, during wow. the Claremont County story. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I, it just, I don't know. It gives me a sense of the 90s. Yes. I have been thinking about it, that a lot. I try to go back to the 90s as much as possible. There's this portion of my childhood you know we yeah. I, we're 90s kids oh yeah 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 and yeah, it was yeah. the last I saw a meme that's like this is the last time period before things just moved before, at a rapid pace before technology like really took yeah we had like a we had enough to like be fun have yeah. fun with you had a Walkman that was I cool know. I could listen to music when I was out walking about that's cool but it's something about that time period that I just wanted to put in a bottle because mm. it's like I want time to stop right there yeah and so I usually try to go back like a cocoon into that time period I noticed wow. that about myself are there any TV shows from that time period that you really love I'm <laughs> so trying to my think. friends and I were talking about this uh now that I appreciate as an adult we're watching living single um I haven't seen that but it's a show it's basically like the black friends okay and they all I said this is what it is about this show is even though in that that show they were supposedly in their 20s and had these great careers and great yeah, I mean brownstones yeah. in New York yeah <laughs> <laughs> right but like now fantasy. yeah I was like it it's this is us now because they're basically creating their own families with their friends. Yeah, I love that. And so I've been I had binge watched that a lot, and then um, let me see, 
I can't remember. Not there's not. That's the most memorable yeah, recently yeah, yeah. that I binge watched. Yeah. yeah. The nostalgia. It's like the comforting nostalgia yeah. is like what you want to go yeah. to. But when I do want to decompress or go, it's more movies where I can just watch the movie and then just be done with it. So yeah. Yeah. And ice cream. Yeah. It's Pretty Woman, Steel Magnolias, because oh. my mom used to, we used to watch oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Which is funny, though, because, like, though, like, Steel Magnolias would, like, so make me cry. I know. But so it's, like, I you're know, thinking, it's if, weird. I don't want to be sad, but it's, like, a different kind of cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just is. a time period. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. That was deep. No, that's, that's <laughs> good. I love that. Um, so, kind of in that same vein, though, kind of decompressing, thinking about what you have to do for yourself, like mm-hmm. self-care-wise or like fitness-wise, yeah. to show up as the anchor and reporter that you are. What do you have to do? What do you like to do? Uh, that's a good question. I, and for me, I just simply need to be active. Yeah. Um, because working out and all of that doesn't come first nature to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) But with my body type, I know I have to, Mm -hmm. um, I just have to, there is no not doing anything. Yeah. And so I really, I've always been a runner. My sister-in-law was in the military and I would do PT with her. Oh damn. And so I would like run. Um, and so when I came back from Korea, um, we would run together, but then I would say in 2020 is when I really started jumping off my fitness and I started boxing. Oh yeah. Where are you boxing? Or I don't do it anymore. We, yeah. Where but were you? It was at, it was in North Avondale and I forget the name of it, but he turned, it was a grimy little gym and that's what I liked about it. Was it the punch house? Yes. Yes. Ashley. I loved it. With Danny Calhoun. Yes. I boxed with Danny. Oh my gosh. For three years, his location before the North Avondale one was right by, um, uh, Xavier okay. University. Yeah. And I went there. That was my primary workout. I was there three, four, five times a week for like three years. Isn't he taught it, me how to box. Isn't it a great workout? It's so much fun. I would like, like train to fight. He would have like fight nights yep, and stuff. Yep. That's what I liked about it. Cause I didn't want to go to like a, you know, uh, I not to name any, but you know, one of the ones that is just like a oh, you get a little class in, you get a little. Oh yeah, no, I want this is like boxing. the real deal, the real right? Deal. Yeah, so. with fitness sprinkled. I mean, like you are like training oh, and doing. Did he do the state? You have the stations. Then he'll throw mitts. He'll get yeah. you in the ring. Yeah, you have we the bags. Run outside. Run outside. Yeah, so I miss. Oh, that. I miss that for sure. What's he doing now? What's the well, deal? Well, they turned into Mayweather boxing. So that, so it is, okay. But is that like a franchise? Yeah, so he's got some franchises. And so basically it turned into what I wasn't looking for. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. Yeah, but probably a good business situation for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So yeah, I did that. What started my journey, actually, I went through a breakup. And um, you know how it is after a breakup. You feel like. (laughs) And then I think the. The new girl that, you know, he was talking to or whatever made a comment about my weight. Mm -hmm. To you? No, on Twitter. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is some low energy bullshit. Very. Very low. Low vibration. Of course I was in my feelings, right? Of course. Uh, Bring up just strips you of all the confidence you have. I know. I just want to like. Yeah. So I was like, I, and I was turning um, 35 that year. Oh, that's like great. And I was (laughs) like, I'm about to be the best looking 35 year old you ever seen. Yes. (laughs) Good. Yeah. And, um, and I was, (laughs) (laughs) so I did that. 
and then when they when the boxing place shut down to become a franchise, mm-hmm. I went to Orange Theory. Oh yeah, yeah. And I did that for two years. I actually did the same thing. <laughs> I left the punch because house you needed like a high Theory. level, yeah, something. You know. Yep. So yeah. that's what I did to make sure that I was accountable, you know, and I yeah. did that for two years and that was great. And then in December of last year, I think I was, I was like, I need something different. I yeah. want to do more weight training, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then I ended up doing nothing oh. for six months. <laughs> Seasonal depression. But that is, winter. that is, I think you're, you were intuitively going in the right direction. Yeah, right. Cause like I did orange theory for, I don't know, again, like three, four years. Yeah. Like that was like the thing three years maybe. And I loved it at the time. It like served its purpose. It was great. Correct. Um, but then you do realize like, this is like a lot of high intensity yeah. a lot of the time and like might actually be doing my body a little bit like more harm than good. Mm-hmm. And the, the next step for me then was like, I got a strength coach, right. personal trainer. And I was like, I'm lifting yeah. now. And that is like what really like well, transformed So you were smart body. and you got a coach. Yeah. I thought that I could hold myself accountable. Yeah. I don't, I don't even fuck around with that. I like, no, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even gonna... Like someone's got to tell me what to do, where to be, when exactly. to be there. Exactly. So I, I can but I am foolproof. getting back into it now. And I started, I went to a Sporta. I, oh, it's, yeah. It's got a great layout. And so I've been doing that. Is that, that wh- which one? In Oakley. Where do you? In okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I've it been, used to be LA Fitness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So got I've it. been trying to do that. Um, and I've been, you saw me walking the other day. Yes, I did. I Have you ever walked these stairs over here in Mount Auburn? Oh, yeah. A beast. No joke. No joke. These hills around here, all of them are yeah. no joke. Yeah. Like for me, you'll know this. You work up like there's no like leisurely walk that you can go on. <laughs> because you can get down pretty nicely, but like if you want to go home, You're right. It's a hike. Yeah. And like I've been here for since 2017. I've walked this hill a trillion times and it does not get easier. <laughs> it, does. it does not. Every time so, I'm walking up, I'm like, why is why? it still hard? I walk it like three times a day sometimes. Oh, my goodness. You would think. Well, good for you, though, for, for walking. I it. mean, I have to. I have to get back home because I got to leave. Out. I <laughs> got to leave and I got to get back out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you do a lot of walking at work. I do. I So I walk around the building when I have some free time after yeah. I write a story and in yeah. between shows. And um, I'm going to a Sporta. Yeah. Because I'm trying to, I really want to get back ripped where I was when I was boxing. Yeah. Because that was an, uh, my body was like. It's a good workout. Bang. It was a great workout. It's a yeah. good workout. Yeah. But it's something about that accountability. Like when you have a trainer mm-hmm. that you know is going to be there waiting for you or yep. Orange Theory is going to charge you $12. Right. Exactly. If you don't show up. Exactly. You need that. It's built in. Yeah. 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 What about like non-fitness stuff? Do you have any. I, mean, I love hiking. Hiking. I love hiking. It sounds like your 90s nostalgia is a form of self-care. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I try... So eating... I can, I can be an emotional eater. I love food. Yeah, me too. Um, But again, with it's my body type, so good. I, know. I have to wrangle that in. Um, But yeah, just self-care for me is just relaxing yeah rest is so important totally I actually just put that in one of my um dating profile bios like I love that I love adventure and I love rest because I (laughs) you would want a partner to know that right I agree 100% you can't I mean I know people like put your best foot forward but like my best foot is not always going to be forward no I need you to know the truth you need to yeah (laughs) like I want to lay down sometimes (laughs) lay down yeah that is it yeah 
So no, um, I feel that. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know what else is so. You seem like you're a person too that like really prioritizes fun, and yeah. and that's how I am. And yeah. I really see fun or like pleasure in general as a form of self care. Okay, I agree with that because yeah. I don't know about you, but it sounds like we may be similar with like you know first generation college grad. Mm-hmm. There's this need to be like I can't go back to where I am. I have to like create mm-hmm. and like get this life I want. And with that comes like discipline mm-hmm. and like self motivation yeah. and like working hard and it can get you know really easy to like get in that grind narrow path put your blinders on and then you're like blinked and they're like oh my gosh like I've I have all these things that I want and like am I enjoying yeah the process or like am I enjoying it you're right I do I fun is yeah you have to enjoy life you know I yeah sometimes I look at people and I'm like do you have fun (laughs) do you (laughs) And I guess for some, it's not as important, but for me, it is a priority. Yeah, I agree. Like, it it is a part of my overall wellness and my overall fitness. If I'm not, like, you know, getting that fun in, I don't feel, like, wholly myself and, like, fully able to, like, show up who I am. Yeah, I I want to be silly. Yeah, Mm. I want to laugh. I want to get some drinks. Mm. I want to run around town with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. and, like, do stupid shit and say stupid shit and and dance. Go to the pool. Go to the pool. Go yeah. to a brunch. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we um, recently took my mom on a cruise for her 70th birthday. Ooh. And yeah. And so it's funny to see the dynamics with your siblings when you're older. Yeah. So yeah. the first night we had to get to Orlando. That's where we were docking out from. And um, I think we were all, we didn't print off. This is the first cruise. I'm not a cruise person. So I've never been on a cruise. Yeah. Don't. Okay. <laughs> I got sick. I, I wasn't running to I, it. Yeah. Right, girl. <laughs> anyway, so we didn't print off our whatever we were supposed to have. And so my middle, my brother right above me was freaking out. Yeah. He's like, Ashley, we got to print this out and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm in the hot tub because yeah. I'm relaxing. Yeah. I am relaxing. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's great. So I, I need to, I need people to like, I don't need people, but for myself, relaxation is the name of the game when, when it's time for it, you know, mm-hmm. there's a time for everything. And so there is a time yeah. to be all worked up and all of that. Sure. But I am relaxing. And he yeah. actually got mad at me because <laughs> it's yeah. like, so you're just going to sit there. And I'm like, yep. Until I'm ready to not sit here. <laughs> That needs to go on the dating profile. Oh my God, that's great. Okay, so all of this together, we've come to the big question of the podcast. What does being fit mean to you? For me, that means being able to move my body the way that I want to. And also holding like my breath, my breathing means a lot to me because of it impacts how I work. Yeah. I was in show choir um, when I was younger and my, our show choir teacher, she would always make us sing and dance at the same time or exercise and sing because that impacted, can you be a good singer while you're moving at a high impact? And so for me, I may be running up to the studio (laughs) just in time for the news 
And or we have to move around to different shots like in the studio and you should come visit us sometime. Like, I would love it. that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. Please invite me. I would love yeah, it. Yeah, you can come today if yeah. you want. <laughs> and so you have to be in control of your voice. Wow, and so yeah. I know I am out of shape when I'm not in control of my voice. Wow, that's good. And so I, I know. So depending on how I look, you know, like. I always say I give myself grace. Sometimes yeah. I'm Popeye's chicken eating Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm Dream Girls Beyonce, yeah. you know, when she got really thin. Yeah, for I the remember movie. Yeah. so small. Yeah. And it's like I think all of us, we as ladies, we all have that that range. spectrum. Yeah. yeah, that range. Yeah. And I love myself either way. You're I, so right. I do love a thinner me. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I no, love we all because, do because the culture has forced it down our yeah, throats. Yeah. We or, all do. You know, or just like I love when I'm able to take a picture and not worry about what angle I'm of at course. or whatever. Yeah. But if I'm a little thicker, if I'm yeah. 15, sometimes 15 to 20 pounds, you know, yeah. that's my range. Yeah. That's okay with me too. Yeah. And you have to be there and you, yeah. you can't let anybody, because I've had people, the camera really does add 10 pounds. I'm uh, not. I believe it. It I, does. Yes. Yes. And I actually got an email um, about a month ago and the guy's like, he took a picture of me. I was slouched over. You Please can see a roll. Please do not tell me human beings do this. Oh, honey. Often. Often, and he said, um, "You pr- something about need to get to the gym much or something." And I was like, mm. "Yeah, I actually do." <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Like, but I knew it's yeah. not anything. You're not telling me anything new right, that can right, hurt right. my feelings. Right, I've like, already said every mean thing I could possibly think absolutely. about myself. Absolutely, <laughs> so, like get in line. Yeah. yeah, and so for me, um, it's like. Like we said, in your 30s, you get this confidence because it's like, I have lived with this body so long. I know this body. Yes. And just in the last five years, you know, I told you about that breakup. Yeah. I learned to be okay with this body at every stage. Yeah. Um, Because people are so hard on us as women, even other women. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Even other other women will try to tear us down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's like. Yeah, I'm a little thicker right now, but I already know that once I start hitting the gym, you better watch out. So right. I, I messaged him back and I'm like, yeah, I know I need to go to the gym, but I wonder what kind of loser, you know, right. you are. Like, what do you look yeah, like? Exactly. Can you send me your picture back? Right. Yeah. No, you're so true. And it's it's so much like nothing is permanent. We no. are always changing. Yeah. And I recently heard this like older woman, like probably in her 50s, talking about like, her life struggle with her weight, mm-hmm. like always that like 10 to 20 yeah. pound range, yeah. you know, that the range that we're talking about. Yeah. And I, it was a little sad for me to hear because it really felt, and you know, she's older, so she hasn't had the messaging and like right. the awareness that us at this generation has. She's like really deep in like thin, 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 yeah. thin is the best, thin is, thin is the best. Yeah. And she was talking in this way that like, she's really hasn't like come to this healing piece, but, but t- speaking like, you know, Every about every seven years, I would get really thin, and the, just like talking oh, in this wow. like cyclical way wow. of how her body changed. And I'm like, damn, actually, you're right. Yeah. Like, it is always going to be this like influx. There are going to be times when like you are probably feeling really great and thin, and things are just popping. And then there's going to be times when it's not. Yeah, and it's just like that's the life. That is it. But yeah. I do know 
I like to be strong. I like to be able to lift heavy weights and do. So that is more about the feeling. Oh, you've got to get in the gym. You're going to feel so good. Yes. Once you start getting strong and like see yourself getting strong, that's such a great feeling. So that's why I've been doing this for about a month now, being steady about it on my own without the Orange Theory, um, you know, fee or a trainer. Um, so yeah, for me being fit is moving my body, but also that, that strength, but giving myself grace too, yeah. because I love food and yep. I'm not a person that's going to, you know, I try to eat clean during the week, but yep. I'm never going to be the person that's just does not enjoy food. Yeah. No, it's not a good, it's not a good place to be. And I know that about myself. So, well, if you are ever ready to get a strength coach, I have a great recommendation. He trains all the girlies. He's so fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll ask you whenever. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, if you're ready. Was that a good answer? That was an amazing answer. Okay. (laughs) That was so good. Thank you. I answered the question. You did answer the question. Um, where can people follow you? Where can they watch you on the news? Okay. So I am on WLWT channel four. Five, mm-hmm. 5.2 on your TV, if that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know if people know channels anymore. I don't. Yeah, I just watch it online. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 4 o'clock, 5.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. for the most part. Monday and through Friday. Monday through Friday, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then on the socials, I am A. Kirkland Everywhere, which is A-K-I-R-K-L-E-N, not L-A-N-D. Yeah. People, Kirkland. They, they, they want to do that. No, but Kirkland. Just, yeah. So Ashley Kirkland on Facebook, Instagram, A Kirkland. Yeah. Are you on Twitter? Are you on Threads? I'm on Twitter. I just made a Threads account. I'm not on there. I'm not like writing anything. Yeah, I haven't done it yeah. yet. I'm going to see what's happened. I'm on TikTok. Are you? But my TikTok career has been so short. <laughs> That's one I can't go down the I devil's know, hole girl. for me it's, it's overwhelming so I, uh, I haven't posted in a while but i'm there yeah um okay. yeah well, that's good stuff thank you so much this Thanks has been so me. fun i'm yeah. so happy we did it we'll have to like do some fun things together soon oh hopefully we can strength train together yeah i would love that i would love to come to the studio yes anytime do all the things listeners thank you so much if you love this episode share it out Follow Ashley, follow me at What the Fit Podcast, at Chrissy Gurley. Thanks so much. Love you.